Hi everyone, welcome to Critics Live, the year of no return. My name is Nabila Syed and I'm the editor of Arts Equator. We are a website that covers the arts in Southeast Asia as well as Singapore. Um, today we are joined by a group of esteemed critics um, and we'll be talking about our kind of like responses to the play The Year of No Return by The Necessary Stage. Um, so I'll do quick introductions. Um, we have with us Clarissa Oon, who is a very seasoned uh, critic who used to be with The Straits Times and um, currently is the Head of Communications and Content at the Esplanade Theatres on the Bay. Hi Clarissa. Hi Nabila, thanks for having me. Um, and then we have um, Lee Shu Yu, who uh, is with Centre 42 and also used to write for Citizens Reviews, uh, which is a, a Centre 42 platform for reviews, um, which used to run, I think, a few years ago. Yeah, so uh, hi Shu. Hi everyone, nice to be here. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, we have Naim Kapadia. He is a critic. He writes reviews for his blog, Crystal Words. Um, he also writes for Artsy Creator. And we also happen to be... Uh, to together on a podcast with uh, another critic, Matt Lyon, where we talk about theatre in Singapore, um, yeah, performance in Singapore as well. So, hi Naeem. Hi Nabila, and thank you very much for having me. Um, so just to quickly um, contextualise what we're doing today, this is a Critics Live panel where we kind of talk about um, our, our critical um, responses to, to performances. Uh, and it's actually part of the Asian Arts Media Roundtable, um, which is happening actually right now and organised by Arts Equator. And this year, we're actually doing that in collaboration with CIFA, so the Singapore International Festival of Arts. And this play is being done as part of CIFA as well. And I also wanted to like quickly acknowledge the fact that this year, CIFA has had to really pivot because of heightened restrictions that are happening in Singapore. So because of that, there was actually reduced capacity um, of audiences in the in the theatre um, and audiences also had to go through uh, pre-event testing because of COVID of course um, for like health and safety of um, the general audiences for theatre um, so just wanted to acknowledge like the circumstances in which um, we're kind of like being um, exposed to uh, today um, so very quickly to talk about The Year of No Return, which is the play that actually was supposed to be staged last year, um, but because of COVID, of course, had to be postponed. And I think we're all really glad to have been able to watch it, uh, watch it live at Victoria Theatre um, yesterday, actually. Um, and the play itself, to summarise, it's not easy to summarise this play, I have to say. In the style of TNS, uh, there were a lot of things going on, but I think the main plot of it actually revolves around um, a global climate forum, which is kind of like an event that was being held uh, digitally, like I think on Zoom or something that seemed like Zoom, um, hosted by uh, Siti Khalija Zainal as a uh, I think her character was called Sue. Uh, she was the kind of like the host who was like um, holding it together. And then all the other actors uh, were kind of like uh, guests or participants of that forum, that uh, international event. So um, we had Ari played by Lian Sutton, also a Singaporean actor. Um, and he was like an activist who had left Singapore like about 10 years ago um, to do kind of like more hard hitting uh, activist work. Um, and then now being uh, granted a permit to actually speak in this event. Um, and then the other actors were actually not on stage with us. Uh, they were kind of like beamed either live or like pre-recorded via uh, video projection. So um, just to quickly run through who they were, um, there's Mike Marco Viena, who is a 
um, an activist who had actually lost um, lost his family in a typhoon in the Philippines and is now kind of like talking on the screen um, as part of that forum. And then we also had Dr. Maya Balan, who was played by KL-based actor Sukanya Ven Venugopal, um, who also is like kind of like talking about her work in, in, in uh, climate activism. And then the other two characters were kind of like more, I don't know whether, I don't know whether to say comic relief or like kind of like um, the token like villains in a way. So we had um, Roddy Vera who played Tony Manansala, like a politician type of like, um, like high-flying uh, politi politician from the Philippines. And then we had Chihiro Hirai who played a CEO of a kind of Japanese very big mega corporation. Um, um, to, to, to round up the cast. I believe like, that's all the cast, yes. Uh, and that's really barely scratching the surface. So um, let's start with um, Claire. Like, what do you feel? How do you feel about the play after watching that? Like, what resonated with you? So I think on the whole, you know, when I started the production, I was a bit, I was, I was bit sceptical because I saw all these screens and I thought, you know, um, can, I, can actors on, on screens connect with me you know, as, as immediately as live actors? But I must say that that I was presently pleasantly surprised. And the thing that struck me, one of the things that struck me was how um, the pandemic has, has transformed live theatre. So, I mean, much has been said about how uh, theatre has pivoted onto digital and created new forms of digital theatre, like Zoom theatre, which can be experienced in the privacy of your own uh, bedroom with your laptop, right? But actually, live theatre has also changed uh, uh, with the pandemic. And, I mean, that was, that was what struck me when I saw um, Hex Theatre by Index uh, on the Esplanade Theatre stage. Basically, it's like um, the audience members are, are lying down on the stage, uh, you know, socially distanced. Um, it's a sound installation on a bare stage uh, with just pure, pure design and, and lighting and, and no performers. And it was a very kind of like intimate, also um, very disturbing experience about what, what the world is going through and what's going on in your head. And in the same, in a very different way, um, you know, uh, uh, the year of no return also made me think about that. Uh, I mean, TNS is known for for multimedia in its work, and what happened in in this production was that the the the, the performers uh, from I mean the the, for, the foreign performers, international performers performing on screens, either pre-recorded or live streamed, and interacting with another live actor in the flesh. I I was quite struck by how some of that interaction was actually really powerful and broke through the screen for me. So, you know, that was what to me led, uh, added another layer to kind of like, like TNS's toolkit of like multimedia and, and device mm. performances. And I think the other thing also, um, I mean, if I think back to watching like uh, uh, TNS's intercultural theatre productions from 10 years, 20, 20 years ago, like God Eat God, uh, like Past Caring, featuring um, some of the same actors in this production. Uh, you know, um, it's a long-standing collaboration, but how like their intercultural work has a, a newfound energy now, in a way, all the, the workarounds that all of us have been forced to do. I mean, I'm sure this production was created on Zoom. Elvin uh, uh, Tan has gone on record to say that it was, it's the most difficult uh, international production TNS has done. But I feel like somehow, they've had to really dig deep into themselves to, and, and, and it felt, some of the scenes really felt fresh and um, I felt like, like also it was a strong ensemble and you know, long time collaborators having that, that synergy, yeah. that, that knowledge of, of how to work with each other, but really digging out something fresh 
and, and powerful in themselves to reconnect with audiences. So it struck me that, yeah, with this production, I felt like, you know, intercultural theatre has a, a, a new energy uh, with this kind of like hybrid model. Yeah. yeah, because I guess TNS has like a, <coughs> a devising model that they do. Um, and I think part of the freshness for me was the fact like, I thought it was really smart that they, they framed it within a, a kind of global event that was happening digitally on Zoom. So the moment you saw, um, you know, the other actors kind of on video, it didn't feel like we were being, we were very distanced from them. It felt like something that we have been very used to for the past year, watching people on screens. And, <coughs> and it was actually comforting more than it was distancing. Um, and part of like what was refreshing was the fact that, I mean, it is a, a kind of issues-driven play, right, about climate change, cli the climate crisis and all. But I felt like the fact that um, they contextualise it within the pandemic, right? So CTK and, and Lian Sutton were wearing masks. But it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was just like, a, oh, they're wearing masks because in Singapore we have to wear masks on stage now. You know what I mean? It felt like, oh, because they are doing this, you know, this kind of like event and, and they have to, and it's part of, it's, it's kind of like baked into the plot of the play, I suppose. Um, but uh, Shu, what about you? What worked for you? Um, well, actually for me, when it came to the themes, I was pleasantly surprised and I was also very pleased to kind of see many different facets of like the global climate uh, issue reflected throughout the play. Uh, so there was just also talk about like the pandemic, but also um, militarization and like the indigenous communities, how they deal with that, uh, as well as kind of like that individual sense of helplessness against like systemic um, issues or systemic uh, kind of like uh, powers that be, you know, that kind of restrict the way as human beings or as individuals, the things that we can do in the face of like the global climate crisis. Uh, so I really appreciated that it kind of delved into, okay, maybe not delved, but, you know, touched upon certain sorts of uh, perspectives. Oh, as, as well as like um, the presence of technology as sort of a bridging force or maybe a regulating force. Uh, so I, I really liked that there was kind of a variety of um, areas of discussion, if you will, right? And uh, I, I quite liked that um, in the face of like all these big polemic statements, there were also moments of like uh, uh, honesty, such as uh, during one scene where there was the um, character played by Lian Sutton, as well as like a character played by Rodi Vera. I think they're different from the characters that are named in a way. They are just kind of random activists, and and there was kind of an honest confession that you know, yes, there are big things happening out there, but sometimes I can just barely get out of bed. And I thought that was important to acknowledge and important to witness on screen because um, sometimes we're just helpless like that, right? Uh, so I really like that. I think, I think that honesty was very important. Um, but sad to say, I, I did feel a bit of a disconnect because um, uh, I think I struggled with this play because it was live. It was in a theatre space. It wasn't on Zoom. So I felt like there were certain moments of disconnect when there was there was like filmic elements or on-screen elements that didn't quite tie back to like the stagecraft. Mm -hmm. So in terms of direction, it kind of felt a little bit flat for me. Um, yeah, like there wasn't a very, very good melding of different stage elements. La. I think I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a good opening for Naeem to come in with what worked <laughs> yeah. or didn't work for him. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, look, I think it was actually interesting, and I think for those of you who are familiar with TNS, I mean, the last um, show quite similar to this, which they did two years ago, was Civilized, where they were responding to you know the bicentennial of Singapore's founding, and it was a very, I would say, kind of very complex, dense, messy play because it just took a whole variety of perspectives about colonialism, past, present and future and it was at times a little bit difficult to watch because it just kept moving in so many different directions. Now, in contrast, this, I thought, was actually a very disciplined play. Mm. It was quite tight. It was quite reined in. I think it's 90 minutes. There was that framing device of the, the climate forum, which I think just helped to sort of create some structure. Um, and I appreciated that. But I think that initial setup of having that forum made me think that, oh, this is actually going to follow quite a linear plot. And then, you know, it it, it kind doesn't. of moves yeah. away from that and you kind of go into all these individual stories. Now you mentioned, Nabila, that you actually were very invested in, in you know, looking at the screen. I think for me, I was a little bit like, shoo, I felt a little bit distanced at the end of it because we are confronted with like these, you know, bad corporate people and the politicians and then these extreme activists but then what about the average man on the street how are you meant to feel about climate change i just felt i was watching almost a documentary or a caricature at times but i wasn't sure how i was meant to personally feel and that's why i i left feeling a little bit mixed i appreciated the odd scene, I think the scene Shu spoke of really resonated with me as well about the apathy we all feel. But at the end of the day, I felt a little bit muted because I, I felt I was caught somewhere between the two extremes. Mm. I think you mentioned um, civilized, right? And I yes. think civilized for me was like, yes, there was, uh, there was a lot going on. Um, it did feel like they problematized like the idea of colonialism in a way that was very thought-provoking um, in, in Civilized. And I feel like with um, the year of no return, they've, they've chosen a kind of like a, a, a macro lens, I feel, on climate change. And so like on a micro level, definitely I felt, yes, I felt engaged. I felt like I was, I mean, I was super glad to be in a live theater, uh, just watching a live show. Um, but it did feel like you were, you were watching, you were a spectator, kind of like, um, like not, and I, I felt like I was at uh, whatever, Whatever, however I felt about climate change going into the theatre, I felt kind of the same coming out of the theatre. Um, I'm not sure how you all f felt about, um, like, you know, your views about climate change, whether those were, like, challenged or um, were you, were you, did you feel, like, awakened? Did you feel woke after the play, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Clar Clarissa, what do you think? I found certain points of connection in the play, but not necessarily about climate change per se. And actually, the more I think about it, I feel like like the year of no return isn't just about the year of no return for climate change, but also for um, like issues of inequality, the state of activism, um, the notion of, of privilege. You know, I, I, I felt um, climate change was sort of like, like the tip of the iceberg, and then all these issues were, were mine. And for me, that was the strength of production rather than any kind of awakening about climate change. So the, the, the first scene that, the, the, the scene that sort of really drew me in um, was uh, when Marco Viena, the, the Filipino actor, and I mean, all the time he's performing to us 
on a screen, right? I mean, I think some scenes are live streamed, some scenes are pre-recorded, but uh, there's one scene where he's, he's telling this backstory of how, I mean, he lost his family in a typhoon and he went on to become a, a climate activist because, I mean, it just awakened in him how, I mean, in, in, in that rural part of the Philippines, uh, that there's, there's so much in which they are left behind and, and the politicians, um, you know, have not taken care of their interests uh, by, by just, you know, um, focusing on, 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 on big business industry and, and ignoring the state of the environment, right? Um, but basically, it's a personal story. He lost his children uh, and it, it, it really touched me, I mean, as, as a mother. And he was also talking about how, um, I mean, he, he, when, when, when he lost his kids, he wished that, that, that time could stop so that, that he could go back, you know, he could, he could be with them, but also that, that the clock is ticking and, and this thing about the clock, ticking, um, that was a running motif, you could hear, also hear the sound of a stopwatch, literally, yeah. and it was a very powerful scene, and I felt um, there's this urgency, and, and that permeated into other scenes uh, for me as well, and um, I think something that Tian is also, also uh, very good at doing as part of their, their, their social theatre toolkit is also flipping the subject positions, uh, so while you, know, you are meant to feel for this activist, uh, but then you know, you know, later on, there's this, there's this uh, uh, a funny scene, like a kind of like a pity party where um, the, the Japanese CEO and, and the Filipino politician are commiserating about how they've become the bad guys. They're the, the quote-unquote new oppressed. And it's like this, kara this karaoke session, drunken karaoke session over, um, uh, over Zoom. And I, and I thought, you know, that, that was quite a hoot. And I really wish there was like a full audience in the house to kind of enjoy because, I mean, it was also satire in a way, right? So... Um, I, I think it, it showed sort of different sides of, of, of the issue uh, and, and I felt I was able to, to connect with, with, with some of it and also laugh at, at some of it as well. I uh, and I think like the with um, Marcos um, that plot right, there were, Singapore was implicated right because I think the mining company that was doing a lot of the work in his hometown was a Singaporean company. Um, I, did y'all feel like like how do y'all feel about the Singapore kind of like element in this production? Because it is a very regional production because of the cast, because of TNS's um, history of working with these actors as well. I think um, it's also one of the plays that is co-written not just by Hari Sharma but um, Roddy Vera. Yeah. as well. Um, yeah, Naeem and Shu, what do you all think? Um, yeah, so I think it's actually interesting, just as, you know, Claire was saying about the, um, uh, the Roddy Vera character just being so moving. I found myself more moved by the characters. Marco, Marco, uh, Marco, Marco, Marco yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, I found myself actually more moved by the characters on the screen rather than the ones on the stage. And interestingly, the City K character, who's this kind of very diplomatic, efficient Singaporean MC who just tries to kind of make sure that the event is running smoothly while not really expressing any feelings that she has. And then the kind of almost crazed, slightly comic-like eco-terrorist character played by Leanne Sutton, I didn't find them that engaging compared to the other two characters who I saw on the screen. And I'm not sure if it's just a comment on Singapore there, like, you know, just kind of being a little bit, you know, colorless perhaps in, in terms of the way we, we respond to these issues. Uh, it, that, that was the way I, I felt about how Singapore fit into the thing. We're just kind of there to provide like the financial backing and a nice cushy, um, 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 you know, background, but like we're not really foregrounding and driving the issues. Yeah, I mean, in comparison, right? I mean, we don't really have that many 
as an affluent country, you know, we are probably the villains in this story. So, uh, in a way, I, I, I totally... If, if you're not the villain, if there's no villain, then you're the villain, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, that we are that looming presence. We are the ones that are complicit in this whole event. And, 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 and I think maybe seeing the different kinds of stakes that were put out there, right? The, the idea of, like... Um, uh, poverty and inequality, right? It's really like when, when climate justice happens, it's about like raising these people who say are like are not uh, privileged uh, the way we are. So in a way, there was the element of kind of, I did miss the Singaporean villainy in, in, in the piece, but there was also a very disarming kind of Singaporean apolitical presence, right? In, 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 in Sue. Sue's character that couldn't really make up her mind, doesn't know which side she stands on, uh, just wants to keep the event flowing, is in contact with the police, but also the, the activists. And I think, um, I think maybe some audiences would find themselves reflected in that character. Um, but I did want to see more of her. Mm. I, didn't want to, I didn't want to see what she really thought. And like, I, I didn't want to see her struggle. And I feel that might have unlocked a bit more of a, I hate to use this word, but like relatability, but, but it also would round off the picture quite well right. in, in seeing the everyday person there, in a way. Yeah, I mean, just to jump in, I think that in an intercultural work um, that is, is produced in Singapore, there's always this sort of like, you know, need on the part of data makers or, or consciousness to, to balance the Singapore angle with the the international angle, right? And I think in this production, perhaps due to the fact that the, the, the co-writer uh, is a Filipino actor, playwright, Roddy Vera, that actually the, like some of the Filipino stories, uh, the Malaysian stories, uh, as, as narrated by uh, uh, Sukana Venegopal's uh, uh, marine biologists, some of these actually came out more strongly. And I would say that, that if I was struck by, by a, a specific climate angle, it would be the fact that the, the global nature of the problem, right, that it's borderless. Mm -hmm. And so I, I can be moved also by, by uh, you know, a, a typhoon in, in, in the Philippines, that sort of thing. But yeah, I would, I would, I would agree that the, the Singapore reflection or the reflectiveness, reflexiveness of, 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 the, of the Singaporean probably didn't come out so much. Mm -hmm. Like the strongest was when the strongest moment was probably when uh, this uh, uh, corporate video on Singapore's green plan got hacked, right? Yeah. And, and, and that was quite fun. But basically, it's, it's, it's mocking our, our privilege. But then it's also like Singapore as a concrete jungle, as a, as a, as a land of parks. Um, it's not really like where the, 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 the front line of the battle for, for climate justice is. So there's that, that bit of that distance. So if, I mean, I think if, if as an audience member, you expect it to be provoked or challenged, um, Probably there wasn't so much of it there. Right, yeah. right. Maybe it was like an like a, a issue of like overcorrection almost, right? Because like we are Singaporeans who are producing the play. So then you feel like, okay, maybe we should um, um, kind of like give space to, to the non-Singaporeans and, and the kind of um, narratives yeah, that are a bit more urgent, right? Um, yeah, and speaking of like overcorrection, well, not really, but like how do you all feel about the ensemble? Because there was an ensemble of like five to six um, um, actors 
actors, maybe not all of them were actors, but they definitely filled the space and um, there were a lot of like physical scenes of them like walking, you know, across the stage and things like that. Um, Shu, what do you think about them? Yeah, they, they just filled the space, la, I think. I <laughs> I really wanted to see a lot more because like, you know, it's so rare to be back in a theatre and, and feel the bodies on stage, see the stage picture get completed by these different like elements of, of bodies and then light and then set and sound kind of like gel together but in terms of the ensemble uh, I I was counting the number of scenes in which they would just appear and then stand for like five beats and then leave that kind of thing so I was a little bit um, thrown off that they were there but they didn't really do much mm. um, you know I don't know if that's like a metaphor for like these random general public they're there but they don't have a voice uh, yeah so so I didn't really appreciate that they were okay. I, I guess I guess they were useful in filling up and creating a sort of like, mm. like they activated the space, right? Like you mentioned. Um, yeah. But uh, I think overall, for me, it was pretty flat in that they would appear and then leave. Um, the only scene that I actually really liked was when, uh, strangely enough, there was no multimedia. Uh, it was Lian Sutton's character, and, and um, maybe not character, there was just Lian, and uh, the two dancers, there were also two dancers present in the play, uh, and the three of them were moving to quite a fast-paced beat. And then in the background, you would see the ensemble kind of cross the stage, and halfway through, they break out of their usual formation, and they kind of do some movement, and then like, at the end of the scene, they kind of all rush out together. I thought that was really nice, actually, because then you had these multiple layers of like the lighting and then the 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 beat reaching like a crescendo and then it kind of introduced a very nice break into the heavy text of the entire play la. and i really like that holistic kind of appeal of that scene yeah i didn't mind the multimedia um, i mean it wasn't the strongest thing about the production but but i mean it, it also didn't jump out at me yeah yeah, I for me, I also didn't mind, like Claire. Um, I felt that, you know, if it was only CTK and Lian Sutton on stage, I would have felt very sad, like a, a lot sadder, you know what I mean? I, I appreciated the kind of like the warm bodies on stage, even if, yes, they were underutilised and, and maybe some of them were not performers. So, you know, maybe there's some, you know, things going on over there. But I felt that it kind of like painted this issue on a, a, a broad spectrum of like, we are all... You know what I mean? Like, we are all included in this. You know, it's not just these people who happen to be part of this forum. It's everyone is going to be affected. And, you know, going back to the title, The Year of No Return, I think it's, it's an actual term, right? It's like when things are going downhill from there. I think it's 2030 or something, but like, we're meant to be doing something now. Um, so maybe. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear from the from the makers actually about what they were trying to go for with the ensemble because it did feel like yeah maybe they were a little bit um, underutilized. Um, I, I was thinking about like what y'all uh, I wanted to see like what y'all felt about the design elements like maybe the elements of stagecraft because for me like um, the depth of the stage was not used as much as actually the verticality of the mm. stage because of the projection screens like the screens were moving um, there were like multiple screens and they were moving uh, like like they were a lot and to kind of accommodate the you know like the dimensions of the video that was going to be played or something i don't know i'm sure there's a there's a better reason why um you know they were they, there's a kind of choreography of screens happening um but the activation of the space in a vertical level like, i was much more aware of that rather than the usual kind of like design elements um taking up space um yeah to me the the i thought i thought the 
production was was technically strong the the interplay between the multimedia and the sort of like telematic performances you know where, where you have live stream and live actor uh, or you know pre-recorded all that felt very seamless yeah. to me uh, I mean I think one of the things we we, 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 we said you know in our, when we were just chatting earlier that yeah we were moved by a lot of things on the screen and could we have just watched it at home in in our in our on our, on our laptops? Would have been better as a Zoom, right? But for me, I I felt there was a certain a certain power in it, um, being in, in in a physical space and seeing this kind of different different layers, the multimedia, the live actors, the uh, also the the interplay between live and and uh, a physical performer on stage. So. I felt it was it, it was it was something to be watching it in in a, in a live theater. Yeah, not sure what the other thing. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, I think definitely there was um, there was there was quite a good experience of just being, as you said, physically in the space. But I think for me, like Shu, I I was really struck by that just wasted opportunity in terms of the three dimensions of the space. We have the verticality, as you mentioned, mm. but there isn't the use of the space. There, there's an ensemble moving around, mm. but technically they just are providing a bit of filler between the scenes and they're not adding or really commenting on what's going on on the projections. And for me, I think the projections were really, um, and this is again a hallmark of, of uh, TNS, I mean, that was really a strong suit because they were very beautifully executed, crisp, they, they engaged um, us very well. There was um, a scene where the forum is hacked and um, you have this um, sequence with Pee Pee the Frog and you know going with this rant about capitalism and inequality and it was kind of incongruous but funny and it just kind of got a reaction from even the very limited socially distanced audience so mm -hmm. you can only imagine how that would have felt in a packed stage so you know I think they, they were hitting the notes with you know those elements there I mean I think perhaps we have to also uh, be, be aware of the fact that this this um, may not have been conceived of um, in this way and I think I would be very keen to hear what the creators maybe had in mind originally mm. because obviously it had to be done in this hybridized form um, you know if it was done with far more actors live maybe the experience might have been different but I think just commenting on you know that direct connection I thought it was interesting to compare and contrast two scenes one was what Shu was talking about with the two activist friends and you know one is a bit apathetic and one is at the scene of a, a protest and you know that obviously spoke uh, quite strongly about this you know general apathy um, that we all feel with the pandemic but then there was another scene which again is very characteristic of TNS where you have all these actors and I think that might have been live streamed where the actors break the fourth wall and start addressing <laughs> us and I was completely unmoved by that when they go around with all these platitudes like how are you feeling today and this and that and that didn't work for me but just that simple conversation between the two friends actually moved me A far lot more. more. Yeah, it's quite funny that the meta moments didn't really work. I think maybe it's because like um, we are already moved on other levels through all the other stories. So that moment where they're like, hello, and then you're like, <laughs> who is talking? Um, and, 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 <laughs> um, and so yeah, yeah those, those scenes kind of like fell a bit flat for me. Um, we haven't really talked about the more absurd scenes. I was wondering what, about the interludes, like how that played for you, um, for you all. So for example, there's the, the AI scenes, for example, right? So um, there's a, the Singapore AI, the Malaysian AI, and the Japanese AI, and they were kind of like comparing notes about what they do to help 
each country with climate change, like realizations and things like that. And um, they were quite funny digs at each other, like you know Singapore being I don't know I can't remember what it was, but I think Malaysians being like very like very feelings oriented and things like that. so that was quite cute. But how do y'all feel about the kind of um, the, the the scenes that took away from the main action? I suppose the, the absurd scenes. I mean, I I think the the AI scene was not meant to be like. You know, emotion. You were not meant to invest emotionally in it, but it was like a, it's like an absurdist interlude, right? Which I, which I thought was fine, and it, it was that added layer of, of inventiveness to kind of like the, you know, that all, all those layers playing out on, on the vertical screens. Yeah. I think I think I agree. I I really like those scenes of like, for example, the hacking, the hacking video was very bright, very colorful, very in your face, and and the the AI one also very self-reflexive. I think I needed a little bit more of that color here and there, in 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 some ways, because like uh, after these scenes, you would kind of go back to the either the global forum, or you would hear from like uh, the characters, like the Marco character, right, about like basically the damage that climate change is happening, like it's doing to you. So I really enjoyed and I thought they were very effective devices to kind of break away from it, to kind of really also prompt the audience to consider different elements of like technology as well as like um, the other conversations that are happening out there, like, like you know, um, uh, about like capitalism or like about trolling or about technology or about the kind of conversations we have also on social media in tandem with like real political discussion, not real, but political discussions in a very formal sphere, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe as a kind of like a last question, um, you know, what what were your expectations going into into this play? Because I feel like, you know, it is a heavy topic and, and like Claire said, there are a lot of other issues that were baked into the, the, the plot as well and into the, the play. Um, what were your expectations going into it and, and how did you feel kind of like coming out uh, of, of, of this experience? Um, well, look, I think this was kind of billed as the kind of marquee production of CIFA 2020. And I obviously was very excited um, about it even last year. And obviously, it got postponed. So I think I had quite high expectations. It was a, you know, a intercultural work. It was a collaborative work with artists from around the region. And I think, yes, there were these issues that were ticked off. But I think when I added them all together, I didn't really come out with any, you know, amazing new insights, if you like. Whereas I think for some of the other plays, like I'm just thinking back to Underclass, for example, which was a TNS play um, from 2018, I think, uh, that really kind of, you know, struck a chord in me about privilege and, you know, the economic inequality that exists even in a place like Singapore. But here, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like there were these extremes, um, you know, the the politicians and the big corporates and then the extreme activists on the other hand and then there's most of us I guess the kind of typical middle-class theatre going audience are somewhere in between and there wasn't really a hook for me to kind of like hang my feelings on so you know I don't think I walked away with any radical new insights I think it was great to be in a live theatre space to see that fluid conversation going on between the the live and the the filmic which they did very well and which I think they handled um, you know with grace and and um, in, in despite all the restrictions that the pandemic has brought but I think this thematically I don't think there was anything particularly strong for me that that I took away 
Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with Naeem as well. But I, I think when I think about expectations, I split it into two. One is a bit more production expectation. The other one is a little bit more of a content. So in terms of production, like knowing it's a CIFA commission, I expected a little bit more about you know utilizing the 3D space, especially because it's TNS and they are you know masters of stagecraft. So I expected a little bit more in terms of like you know uh, making sure that the coherent stage picture or like you know uh, there was a little bit more consideration on that front. But um, I also knew that, like, content-wise, uh, climate change is hard to talk about. Like, even when you're given the luxury of time and word count, like, rarely do people reach a conclusion that can satisfy the current urgent needs. So I also had to taper my expectations and understand that it's hard to talk about it. So I didn't come in with, like, overwhelming expectation. I think they touched on things that I expected them to touch on, which is great. But I also feel like, you know, it's a conversation that we need to have in a more productive space with more deliberate, tangible actions in order to really manifest, you know, taking back control over our planet. Yeah. Mm. I think for me, I, I, so because of the whole sort of like, it's built as a production of about climate change. And to me, climate change is, is, is it's, it's a very big topic. It can be quite abstract. It can be, you know, potentially, intellectual and, and not something that, that people can connect with. Although there are ways in which it can trickle down to ordinary lives, but then you know, it, could, it could take a, a three-hour film or, or a thesis sometimes to, to drill deep into those things, right? So I actually wasn't expecting very much. I was actually a bit apprehensive. Maybe, no doubt, <laughs> uh, uh, fueled by the PET and all that, you know, like someone digging up your nose, right? I mean, so I, I, I wasn't expecting very much. And, and to me, I... I actually was pleasantly surprised. I I think um, having seen uh, the, the 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 performers um, over the last 10, 20 years, uh, uh, you know, in, in other uh, intercultural work and all that, I, I was struck by what I felt was was a new energy in TNS's intercultural work, and and I I saw it not so much as a climate change production per se, but uh, really using climate change as like a like a lever to open up conversations to other things like privilege. Um, activism, inequality, and, and, and the state of the world today, the state of our, our mental health, our isolation, and, and all these issues. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and to me, I, I liked it much more than I, I disliked it, so I was, I was glad that I went, yeah. Yeah, for me, I think um, the scene that we mentioned about the two, two activists, like what really worked was the fact that um, the one actor actually came off with a lot of empathy for the other actor, and I felt like, like that is what summed up the year of no return for me. It's like empathy for even like the making of this this um, play, right? Because it wasn't just about utilizing the stage. It was also about utilizing the screen. And I think we acknowledge that the use of the multimedia and videos was like amazing. In fact, maybe to the expense of what was happening live. Um, but I felt that it was um, like Claire, I kind of like fall under. I was glad to have watched it. Um, and and uh, I thought they did a pretty good job the, um, considering everything else. Um, I feel like this is also a play that, that has to have a post-show discussion, which of course with, with the pandemic, like we can't. Um, but with uh, for our panel, we are hoping to get really a lot of questions um, from audiences as well as from the from the makers. Actually, we are hoping to to see y'all um, as part uh, to ask questions and to also maybe tell us if we are wrong and like way off the mark. <laughs> um, yeah. But so with that, um, thank you so much, um, the three of you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. and um, we are um, hoping that you will ask questions in our live Q and A. So yeah, see you there and thank you.